0: Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you for returning for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Elizabeth Profita. She's joining us here as a pediatric cardiologist at Stanford Children's Health to discuss how to weigh the risk and benefits of COVID-19 vaccination in different age groups with a focus on the risk of myocarditis. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Profita.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, as a pediatric cardiologist, give us a little bit of insight into your area of expertise, and then let's talk about myocarditis and risks.
1: Yes. So I'm a pediatric cardiologist with advanced training in pediatric heart failure and transplant here at Lucille Packard Children's Hospital at Stanford. And so I care for children with complex heart disease, including children with routine myocarditis. Um, And I've also worked here at Stanford to help us develop our protocol for the management of this new entity of COVID vaccine-associated myocarditis. And I help care for many of these cases clinically um, that we follow at Stanford. Myocarditis is an inflammation of the heart muscle that is associated with cardiac dysfunction. It is most commonly caused by viral infections. It's diagnosed clinically, although often the gold standard for diagnosis is actually a cardiac biopsy. And cardiac MRI is also used more recently to help make the diagnosis. And the treatment is just supportive care and many cases can resolve uh, with supportive treatment.
0: What do we know about the link between COVID-19 vaccinations and myocarditis? You mentioned COVID-induced myocarditis.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, as we, as many of us know, vaccination against the SARS CoV 2 began around December of 2020. And as vaccinations began to roll out across the country and worldwide, we began to hear reports of symptoms consistent with myocarditis occurring typically after the second dose of the COVID mRNA vaccines. And that was around April or May of 2021. These cases seem to be predominantly in male and young adults. And as vaccinations began to be approved for children ages 12 and up, we began to hear about increasing cases, particularly in adolescent males. In June of 2021, a report was published in the Journal of Pediatrics that detailed seven cases of previously healthy adolescent males who presented with acute chest pain after receiving the second dose of the Pfizer COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. All of these cases uh, were very similar. All of the patients had elevated troponins, and their cardiac MRIs was consistent with a diagnosis of myocarditis. The symptoms resolved quickly in all cases with the supportive therapy. Across the country, we all began talking about these cases as they began to pop up at centers across the country. Um, and this seemed to be a new entity. And we were trying to determine if this was indeed linked to the COVID vaccine. Um, and so by July 2021, the CDC reported a likely association between the SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine, with myocarditis and pericarditis. And here in the United States, these cases are tracked through VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. The vast majority of these cases have been mild and self-resolved, but Not a lot is known about this because it's unclear if this is the same thing as as myocarditis that we know um, from previous viruses, or if this is a different entity. Uh, A recent study that was just uh, published this month in JAMA by Oster and colleagues outlines the findings of the bears monitoring here in the United States, and they found 1,991 reports of myocarditis out of 192 million vaccinated uh, people here in the United States. The mean median age, excuse me, was uh, 21 years, with 82% of the cases being male. And the symptoms typically occurred about two days after vaccination and most commonly after the second dose of the vaccine. And the rates of myocarditis exceeded the expected rates of myocarditis based upon historical data. And so that allowed um, them to think of a potential linkage between these two entities. And the rates of vaccine-associated myocarditis appeared to be highest in adolescent males after the second dose. Um, the incidences are hard to tell for sure. There's some other recent studies um, out of Israel published in the New England Journal of Medicine in December um, that tried to estimate uh, the overall incidence. It's estimated at about one to two cases per 100,000 vaccinated, but can increase up to about 10 to even 15 cases per 100,000, per 100, excuse me, in adolescent and young adult males.
0: Were any of those that were being studied or tracked go on to get boosters or were boosters a a non-issue once they showed symptoms of myocarditis and have you heard anything as far as this uh, condition occurring as boosters are rolled out to uh, that age group or younger?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So the CDC has recommended that anyone who has uh, vaccine-associated myocarditis not receive further doses of COVID vaccination at this time until more information is known. Um, that is not the same recommendation if you have a history of viral myocarditis or sort of the classic myocarditis that we see. There doesn't appear to be any link between those two things of having prior uh, myocarditis that's unrelated to vaccines with developing this uh, complication after the vaccines. And so in November of 2021, the pediatric dose of Pfizer uh, vaccine became available for children aged 5 to 12. This uh, dose uh, uh, is about a third of the dose of the adult vaccine. And in the drug trials of this vaccine in the 5 to 12, there was no cases of myocarditis, but there probably weren't enough patients in that trial to be able to to really detect a signal. Um, And as children 5 to 12 are beginning to get vaccinated across the country, you might expect that if there were going to be a signal of myocarditis, we would start hearing that. But I have not clinically seen that, and I'm not hearing that from my colleagues across the country. We are continuing to track this as more and more children are vaccinated. In terms of boosters, um, children 12 and older are now recommended to get a booster five months after completing their primary series. Many um, over 12 started to get vaccinated probably in the summer, so we're probably still starting to see those waves of vaccination. Um, But again, I'm not actually seeing that clinically or hearing reports of that across the country. That data is still evolving.
0: How do you weigh the risk uh, against the benefits of the vaccine and the risk of this condition, albeit often short-lived and mild as far as symptoms?
1: I do think that the benefits of COVID vaccination still outweigh the risk of this rare complication. Um, While we are talking about this complication that sounds quite scary, and I'm talking about elevated cardiac biomarkers and abnormal cardiac MRIs, as someone who follows these patients clinically, the vast majority have had their symptoms completely resolved very shortly after developing with just supportive care like ibuprofen and REST. Um, We've been tracking their cardiac MRIs, and many have normalized by three months after their initial um, episode of vaccine-associated myocarditis. So we believe that this is a limited condition that doesn't seem to cause long-term damage for patients. Um, And the benefits of vaccination, we know, are still huge. So uh, vaccination helps children return to school, helps us move forward in the pandemic, limits the Spread of the virus in the community, um, and I think overall, it is quite safe. Um, I know these are difficult uh, decisions to weigh as a parent. I'm a parent of two young boys myself, and um, I think the thing for people to know is that the CDC and the FDA are looking at this constantly and reviewing all of the data and continuing uh, to follow this and change your recommendations, and I think at this point, we all still strongly recommend vaccination.
0: Being National Heart Month, how is Stanford Children's Health uh, involved or or, or yourself?
1: Um, Well, uh, the American uh, Heart Association continues to recommend uh, ongoing awareness of the importance of cardiovascular health, Um, and we wanted to bring focus to the concerns that many people have had around the vaccine-associated myocarditis and the effects that the vaccine may have on its heart. help reassure patients and families uh, that the vaccines are safe. And uh, we have been tracking these cases and we anticipate this to not be an ongoing issue for anyone who has this rare
0: complication. Dr. Profita, thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and appreciate this information. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Elizabeth Profita. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download it soundcloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.